Hey, welcome to the Well Actually podcast. My name is Austin Hall, and I am joined by uh, two Instagram sensations today, uh, Mr. Christian Kalmbach and Matthew Mailer. And uh, we are absolutely thrilled uh, today to talk about um, a topic that uh, it's pretty close to our hearts, uh, being that we are millennials and uh, we have formed strong opinions on literally everything. Uh, especially social media. Um, and uh, guys, we kind of got onto this topic earlier in the week, at least I know Christian and I did, um, being that, uh, let, me, let me phrase it like this. Uh, there are two misconceptions that social media has created. All right. Uh, the first one is that everybody is interesting. <laughs> and the second one is that even if you are interesting, I care. Uh, as the viewer and in both of those are misconceptions um, there's probably a select few group of people in the world who are actually interesting and that we'd care to like see how their like morning smoothie is going <laughs> you know what I mean um, everyone else though I feel like is in a category of like dude just just get a normal job contribute to society you know um, but uh, those are the two misconceptions social media has created and we, we do want to clarify uh, for our viewers, we are experts on Instagram. Uh, I have a total of zero posts um, because I'm just trying to hatch that first great idea. Christian, you are pretty much memorialized in your wife's Instagram. I'm a tycoon, baby. Yeah. I'm, uh... <laughs> Christian's, a, Christian's an Instagram mogul, and whatever you thought Christian and I were good at with Instagram, if you follow our accounts, Matt Mailer is that on times 100. Uh, in fact, Matt's such an Instagram mogul, he's transcended the, the medium entirely, and he's not even on it anymore. Um, he never he's, was. He, yeah. <laughs> was he ever there? I was um, never there. <laughs> the answer is no. He, well, you know uh, what, Matt? Uh, I don't think you're qualified to talk yeah. about this with any no. of the- No, no, no. But Christian, that's the brilliant, that's the brilliant part. As millennials, we, get, we, we are endowed by God, our creator, with certain unalienable rights. <laughs> to respond and talk about things with uh, an aura of uh, ethos that we don't possess. And so, Matt, in the spirit of that, I'd like you to open up with uh, your thoughts on kind of the Instagram social media culture, particularly as it pertains to people crafting a self-image, uh, crafting an online persona and teaching. We call it di digital citizenship. Um, yeah. how people interact with the World Wide Web. So more on a serious note, eventually we will have our uh, – uh, sardonic seagull to let people know we were we were razzing ourselves and everybody uh, <laughs> at the beginning of this. Um, we, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's jump right in, Matt. What do you? What's your thoughts on this? Well, so like Austin said, I don't have any Instagram experience whatsoever, except for what I've seen through other people. Um, and as an outsider, right, um, I see a lot of people spend a lot of time on Instagram. I see a lot of people spend a lot of time uh, crafting a persona on Instagram. Um, and you kind of hear a lot of the jokes about uh, people taking their time to like find the right like angle and lighting and the filter and all that, all that other stuff, which I have no clue what that means. Um, so I, I guess in that, in that sense, in terms of like crafting identity on Instagram, um, it can be worrisome, I think, you know, to see people spend that much time on it. Um, it can be worrisome to, uh, you know, take social media as a whole and, and think of, well, 
you know, are people so obsessed with, you know, kind of portraying the right image online that they uh, don't worry enough about, um, you know, who they are, you know, sort of uh, as a person inside or, or place too much value on their online persona. Um, so that's my initial kind of like take. It's usually, it's kind of negative. Um, there's also a lot of like, I think misuses of it ethically in the sense that, and this is something that I kind of recently, um, you know, there's like this kind of like digital parenting that happens, you know, it's like parents, will you know have their kids and those kids especially nowadays you know people who were born in the 2000s you know and into social media have been you know people have you know 15 to 20 years old who have uh you know lived entirely on social media their entire life you know their parents post pictures of them and stuff like that so there's there's also an interesting ethical conversation about consent and about whether or not um you know people uh, uh kids especially who have their whole lives kind of recorded um, you know, to what extent do they get to like take over and to what extent do, you know, the parents get to post about them. So there's you're, like, you're oh, talking about like young kids whose parents are like, look at my three-year-old with like this week, there was this viral video of this little girl dancing and she had like a corn dog in her hand. She'll probably be on Ellen in the next 12 hours, you know? Yeah. Result. Yeah. But then, it's you just... know, but then she's like 15 or she's 20 or she's, or she's entering her professional life and that's not going away. You know, like that's on the internet, <laughs> you know, like, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean to be a bad thing, but you know, also, you know, people who are adults like us, you know, like in their, in their early to mid twenties, you know, but whose parents are still posting about them, you know, but they're adults. They get to this, they should get to decide what content goes on the internet, uh -huh. uh, you know, in their name and about them. Uh, so there's these ethical considerations, but I think what we're here to talk about also is like, um, you know, how does that, how does that affect our own like image? And when we talk about image um, as Christians, that brings up a lot of, you know, uh, um, that brings up, um, obviously the idea of, of the image of Christ, you know, made in the image of God. Um, there's a lot of image language in the Bible. There's a lot of images in Christian history, Christian art, um, Christian uh, portrayals of the lives of saints. These are all uh, images um, that uh, kind of um, permeate our kind of like religious history. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, I think, ground to kind of explore here, but I don't want to give everything away. So yeah, yeah. Hold some, hold back, hold back a little hold bit. Back. We want yeah. to keep, <laughs> keep people hooked for the rest of this program. Um, Can I just say on going back to that, that girl that you just said went viral for dancing with a corn dog, <laughs> I would totally be the corn dog guy for the rest of my life. If it meant that I could go on Ellen. <laughs> My college essay. Did you go through anything difficult as a kid? Yeah, you know, as the corn dog guy. I was the corn dog girl. <laughs> and uh, every girl I've ever dated, she's only ever mentioned, you know, the corn dog dance. She's just. I wanted to talk about that viral video. Yeah, it, it's it's. Yeah, um, we should get like a car out of it, or like fifty thousand dollars from Ellen. You know, she see, she probably will. That's the thing. She's gonna probably get like <laughs> Ellen's gonna probably redo her playroom and like put a corn dog machine in the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Okay, so Christian, let's let's talk about it from a little different angle. So we've kind of explored, yeah, like some of the ethical concerns. Uh, talk about, oh, talk about the highlight real life. Um, I know a lot of pastors have talked about that, um, particularly as it pertains to real life. Some of the issue with Instagram culture, especially, um, is that people can kind of craft what you get to see. Um, so it's sort of. Uh, like you, but edited um, to be, you know, really polished and to kind of be this person that, uh, you know, people craft different personas like, oh, I'm the guy who uses this filter and I have the kind of witty, you know, dry humor captions, or I'm the girl who has like the brackets around her, you know, whatever. And it's like, everyone has their thing. Talk about that as 
I don't know. Just give me your thoughts. Hot, hot take. Hot take. All right. Well, yeah, I think that I could go a couple different directions with this. Um, highlight real Instagram life. Well, I'd say first off that I'm, you know, just, just hitting back on what Matt started to, to touch on that, that theme of image, right. Um, and, and the whole idea that Instagram is about cultivating an, an image. Um, I'd say there's, there's unfortunately come to be just a large distance and a lot of people who devote a lot of time and, and attention to, to these platforms, there's come to be a large distance between the image they cultivate online and who they actually are. Right. So, so maybe you can, maybe you can portray yourself to be, I don't know, I'm a super interesting person online, but you in person can't carry a conversation. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's this distance and, and I'm, yeah, I think it's, it's, kind of bringing people out of touch with reality. Um, and then the other thing I'd hit on is, is uh, on, on that idea of a, a highlight reel is that we're just starting to see so much stuff that's not highlight reel worthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a video of, of, you know, someone brushing their teeth in the morning. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not highlight reel worthy. Is that a thing? I don't care. It, yeah. It, yeah. Man, it is. It's and thing. it's, it's a, it's, it's, yeah. So it sounds like, it sounds like, yeah. So th- there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of an aura of exceptionalism, you know, like I am. Yeah, exceptional. Everybody thinks, everybody thinks that, that their life is like somehow uniquely worth being put out, <laughs> you know, and, and worth the attention of, you know, everybody else. Let me ask this question. Who, if anyone on this earth, would you like to see a video of brushing their teeth? Like, who would that be interesting on? <laughs> I just don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, guys. You know, brushing teeth videos could be the next hit sensation. Who would we like to see brushing their teeth for like five minutes? Mm. This may be a weird question, but that's what we're here for. That's yeah. What we're here for we want to insert we, – if somebody were to say, you know, like, oh, there's never a good video of someone brushing their teeth, we want to be like, well, actually, the, you know, this, <laughs> this person would be very interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna throw one out. Okay, do. All right. See if you guys uh, see if you guys vibe with this one. Um, I personally think that Eddie Murphy is funny doing just about anything. And mm. so if Eddie Murphy was like with his like Oral B toothbrush, like brushing his teeth, I still think he'd be saying funny stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you'd barely be able to understand him, but you'd be like, it's hilarious. It's Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart would be another one. So, and here's, you see, we're, we're naming people that already get paid to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Camera. Right. 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 I mean? but, but arguably they are interesting though. That's the thing. So exactly. like Eddie Murphy can keep you hooked doing just about anything. Whereas like the average Gen Wire or millennial can't, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, you're, you're still an intern. Like there's not, there's nothing like really <laughs> impressive about you yet. You know, um, yeah. sardonic Siegel. And you know, so I don't know. I like that. Um, Matt, who would you say? Who would you? Uh... You know, I I would want to go for someone who I don't like, who isn't as much. I mean, who's public, but not in that same way. Like I think Timothy Keller, or like John Piper. 
Dude, what would Tim Tim Keller would have like three points? He'd be like, I'm gonna hit the front of my teeth. I'm gonna hit yeah. the upper molars and hit the gums. That's what's fascinating. I want to I want to hear his theology of toothbrush. Yeah, you know, like that's. <laughs> I, I want to hear him like pull like a, a John Calvin quote I've never heard before. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, you know, in my reading of everything John Calvin's ever wrote, I'm gonna. He has this quote about. <laughs> Dental because hygiene. I have all of C.S. Lewis's, you know, yeah. Works his, yeah, his wife has a letter from C.S. Lewis on the proper gum hygiene. Yeah. Perfect. Do you yeah. think John Piper brushes his teeth, man? Do you think that's a wartime lifestyle? Uh, you know what, man? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you know, he's going to get new teeth in the kingdom, so he doesn't. I'm just thinking about like the trenches of of World War II. Like, were <laughs> were the guys stopping to brush their teeth? And if not, then it's not a wartime lifestyle thing to do. Is Paul worried about how good his enamel is? He only does it when he brings some joy, you know? Yeah. Give that money that you spent. Give does, that money that you spent on toothpaste to missions. Yeah. Does he? Does does uh, the better question, guys? We need to ask is actually this is a funny. So this is a funny thing. So um, I don't know how much you guys are into the whole Marie Kondo craze. Um, she was the girl who had a brief stint of fame on Netflix before people called her misogynistic for making the women reorganize the kitchen, but um, which there may be some merit to that. I don't know. But she, uh, Marie Kondo is this lady from Japan. She comes over to America and she has a whole show about like helping people to reorganize their houses. And um, besides it being a little weird and a little like, like she has them kind of like pray mantras to the house and thank it, you know, and all this stuff. Um, her whole thing was uh, you're supposed to pick up an item and her phrase is, if it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, besides that kind of being idolatrous a little bit, um, is, is this a little bit of what the Instagram culture is kind of like? Like, oh, well, it sparks joy for me. Like, therefore, I, I want to put this out there kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Slash, I want to throw this wrench in. Are we hypocrites for doing a podcast about our thoughts on things and then <laughs> ripping people on Instagram for brushing your teeth? Let me just say, I am nothing if not hypocritical. So, mm. yes, we are. That was the most reformed thing you've ever said. Perfect. Self-deprecating. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, think, I think the joy question, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I can claim to like get in the heads of people who, you know, go on Instagram because I've never been on Instagram. I've never like, you know had that you know I, I i don't know i feel like some people do share things because it legitimately does bring them like like joy but not joy like the richness like happiness you know like a good feeling you know they're like, I matt let me pose it to you like this you've okay. written some scholarly articles right yeah is there a little something in the in the community of posting scholarly articles that's like having your own flavor or your own kind of sound and style that's sort of similar crafting oh. an image on the things you talk about or yeah, no, it's true. Like you, you become like, you know, I mean, I'm not this far into like academia to like have like, I'd be that, like that guy who talks about that thing, but like you, you craft that identity, you know? So you craft an identity of like, you're the person who talks about mainly this and yeah. people know you're writing. If you get big enough as being like, Oh, you know, they write really long sentences or they write really good short sentences or they write in a particular voice. So, um, or they're really critical or harsh or whatever. So there is, yeah, yeah there is a persona, but with, yeah, all, I, you know, and, and just on, on like the joy of, of putting something out for other people to see so that they can look at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. That's so a similar prob- thing. So yeah. So and I don't, if- I don't know. I'm um, like, here's my pessimist coming out. I don't know if you can be on Instagram without, without a hint 
at least a hint of that look at me attitude. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I it's, so. Wait, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. I just, I, I think, I guess, now that I hear that, you know, I, I was pessimistic at first, but maybe, I don't know. I think also what happens on Instagram, I think is symptomatic of just what happens everywhere else, you know? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's not unique. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like, well, your parents scrapbooked, but they didn't like have the ability to put it out to 500 people at once. Right. Right. Yeah. Like three, you know, like 30 people might see your mom's scrapbooks of her prom photos from high school, but it's the same thing. Like she's proud of something. She ex- is excited about the memory or maybe not, but it's just fun to look, you know what I mean? Like look at my hair from the eighties. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's similar. You're right. Yeah, it's it's similar, and also and also the temptation to draw attention to yourself, you know, is is a is a human thing. Yeah. I think Instagram might just be like a, a more convenient medium to do that because it's so easy. You know, it's super exactly. Easy it's just, not that people are more <laughs> idolatrous of themselves today. You know, the human heart yeah. has always been wicked and and turned in on itself, away from its proper end, and and it hasn't changed in in the twenty first century. Uh, it's just maybe Instagram helps reveal that a little bit more. Mm, that's uh, well, Instagram corporate, if you're listening and we know you are, because uh, I mean, how are you going to keep your ear to the ground on pop culture trends? If you're not listening to the well, actually podcast, mm. uh, that is your new slogan, helping the heart express its idolatry. Yeah. In the 21st <laughs> century. Um, take a more positive let's 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 now let's now flip it because i love i love getting to also get in the headspace of the positive side so matt touched on it a little bit is is part of human the human want to show people like the cool stuff in their life is part of that innocuous is part of it just like hey i had this baby i love my baby she's so cute you know what i mean like here's a photo of her instead of those insufferable like end of year uh, newsletters, you know what I mean? That some people still do. Um, I'm not being sardonic about that. Don't send those. Um, but, uh, but like, is some of it just innocuous and just kind of like, Hey, like something cool happened. I got married. I got, had a baby, went to this wedding. Um, I want to share this. I think so. I mean, I, I think, I, I think we, I think this conversation so far, we've kind of risked maybe painting two broad strokes, you know, like, Someone sure. who just po- someone who posts a picture on Instagram is not like sinning or yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know right, being right, right. Yeah, we need to clarify that. Not necessarily, yeah. but probably. Sardonic <laughs> <laughs> Siegel. Most most likely they are, but in, in the rare case that they are, I uh, I no, I think you can totally use it like that. Um, but I think I think uh, yeah. So I think I think there are those cases. I think the positive side of Instagram. I I, I want to specifically the positive side of the like negative side of Instagram, right? So the negative side is the people who are using Instagram to like broadcast their lives because they feel a need to have attention, to find meaning and self-worth in the kind of recognition of others, right? Like that's like, so I could, I could send it out because like the only, the people I have on Instagram are my friends and my family. And here's this cute photo of my baby. And I'm super, you know, I'm super proud of, of, of her and I'm proud of my family. So I want to post this, like, that's great. You know, but when it's like I'm posting this uh, to get followers, or I'm posting this to, um, you know, like you know, show off or something like that in a prideful way or, or with that kind of motivation, that's bad. But I think deep down on this side of things, like there's when you recognize that, that what they do recognize, what Instagram I think uh, reveals is that images are very powerful, hmm. right? That um, 
when you do go on Instagram and you have these people who are like Instagram models or they're, they're like, you know, famous people on Instagram or like Instagram personalities, right. They influence people's lives, you know, um, and that image that they craft for themselves becomes a kind of like, a, a, you know, because it's a bunch of images, right. Stacked together in this long row, it becomes a narrative, right. And it's, and that narrative I think influences people. Um, so there is a recognition that, yeah, like images are really powerful narratives are really powerful and the images and narratives that we put out there uh, are really powerful and, and affect people. And that's something that, you know, we recognize because, you know, I've, I've wanted to make this comparison to something called hagiography, which is like a practice of detailing the lives of saints. Mm. And for, for a long time in Christian history, right, like there was a, a strong tradition of hagiography um, where we, they would detail like the lives and the miracles performed by various saints in the church, right? And um, and then people would hear about this orally or they would read it, right? Um, and they would look towards the, to these stories as, you know, um, as kind of models of how to live, you mm. know? And, and I think people do that with, with Instagram and social media as well, with these kind of social media stars. You know, they model... Uh, kind of the pinnacle of what it means to be, um, you know, a, a human being in our current contemporary age, at least for some people. And so they look to those people in order to model values and to model uh, how they themselves like dress and and shop and conduct their lives, you know. Mm. Mm. Snaps. Christian, yeah. any, uh, and, and let me and let me put this out there. So, so we're talking about we're talking about a little bit of the positive side, right? Images convey things. We're able to communicate to people some cool things that are happening. Is part of getting on Instagram or doing a podcast or anything, just kind of accepting like nobody's going to get on there and be like, actually, it's been a couple hard few months, you know, uh, recently I found it. You know what I mean? Like some people do that where they'll post like, I just got this diagnosis, but like nobody's going to take a picture of like them in the hospital room as they're getting like the news that they have a disease or something. You know what I mean? So right. part of like the understanding going into Instagram is that like people are sharing things that they're excited about. So maybe it's not like people get on there to craft a fake image, but it's sort of just like, why, why would I report like feeling kind of depressed today yeah. in a picture of you with your head bowed? You know what I mean? And yeah. kind of like against a rainy backdrop. Um, Christian, do you think it's all bad that people only usually post good things? No, no, I don't, I don't think it's, it's all bad. You just hit on a good point. And I would say maybe a, another question to pose is, is self-promotion always bad? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, I, I think there's a lot of careers where um, self-promotion is just a necessary part of, of that career, like a, a, a writer, you know what I mean? Well, I've got, I'm going to law school in the fall and like, you know, being a yeah. lawyer is all about networking. It's all about putting yeah, yourself out there. Sure. Well, and, and like elevator speeches, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, being yeah. able to on the fly kind of tell someone why you, you're, you would be good for their company. Yeah. yeah. Cause part of it's not lying. Like if you, like if you did something impressive, you know what I mean? It's like, just got my bachelor's today. It's like, it's not bragging to say like in the sense it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like, yeah, you got your bachelor's like, good job. It's a legitimate um, accomplishment. Yeah. No, it, it is. In today's day and age, it's a, it's a, it's a huge accomplishment, um, especially since college is so expensive and difficult. Yeah. Um, let me pose, let me pose this now kind of leading toward a little bit of the theology topic we've been discussing. So we're created Genesis one man and woman, regardless of, um, age, athleticism, looks, appearance, whatever. Every human being's made in God's image. 
um, according to everyone except Augustine. Um, and uh, yeah, some people are going to laugh. I got Christian this month. <laughs> and, uh, and so being created in God's image, we're, we're, we understand that two things are true. We were created in God's image, and then two, sin has kind of fatally flawed that image and kind of marred it. Um, then Jesus comes along in the New Testament, right? And Colossians says he's the exact imprint of God's nature. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrews says he's the radiance of the glory of God. So taking that theme of image, um, what are some ways we can use tools like Instagram um, and, and uh, different platforms like social media, even the way we dress, um, the way we talk, the way we conduct ourselves, even on a podcast like this? How can we use tools like that to image God properly? Um, while being creative and doing the things that interest us, like yeah. maybe posting a life hack video or just kind of a life commentary video, maybe while you're brushing your teeth. To anyone who does a video of them brushing their teeth, we're not we're not saying you're uh, we're not saying you're an idol worshiper. We're just you saying just annoy me. <laughs> you annoy Chris. You annoy Christian. Matt and I might might be interested. You you have lost Christian though for sure. Um, but let's 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 riff on that uh, that theme of imago imago day. Is that am I saying that right, boys? Imago day, yeah. Imago day. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a a, a core Christian uh, doctrine in in talking about theological anthropology. That's that's a huge concept for mm-hmm. sure. I'm I'm thinking of not only what Augustine says, but Herman Bavinck, a Reformed theologian says that human beings don't just have the image of God. They are the image of God. It's, it's to be a human is to be the image of God. And just like you said, Austin, sin mars that in a way, but it doesn't, it doesn't take it away completely because, yeah. because like Bob says, you can't be a human. You can't exist without still in some way imaging fourth god give us a give for for maybe if some of our listeners who see that language a little bit in kind of mysterium um how would you put image as a biblical definition image of god into like a couple things because sometimes people differentiate between image and likeness you know the the language of genesis one and two how would you quickly define that for someone who's lost a little bit by that uh so i wouldn't distinguish between image and likeness too too sharply um one reason being that i just I'm not that familiar with the the Hebrew uh, and the semantic range of those words, but I think there's a close link between image and Genesis and um, uh, representative. Um, Mm -hmm. We're set on, or we're placed in earth above the rest of creation to represent God, um, Mm. the King as, as, almost ambassadors of the king. So we live and act in God's place or extending God's rule to the rest of creation. Could you say maybe another metaphor for it might be like um, human beings imaging God. um, Humans image is to God's image what a prince and a princess is to a king, right? There's royalty there, but you know they're not like the main guy. They're not the yeah. main one, but yeah. they reflect the crown a little bit. Exactly, yeah. They and they where, wherever they go, they carry with them the the authority of the crown. So we and and so as um redeemed Christians who in whom the the image <laughs> has been restored and and will be fully restored someday. Um, that's that's a 
big part um, of like evangelism and missions. When we go and, and we, when we go to the nations, um, when we, you know, have evangelistic conversations with our neighbors, we're going with the, um, the presence and, and name of, of God in the name of God. Yeah. And then, and then Maddie, tell, talk, talk to us a little bit about kind of based on that theme, what are some ways we can, we can harness these things, right, in order to be tools used to image God um, while also not – well, let me, let me throw this caveat in there, Matt, and then I want to hear your answer to this. Sure. So there was a bad trend that you have, you have made me privy to that came out of the Reformation, which was that after the Reformation, because of the close association to um, – at least a bad form of Roman Catholicism from the 17th century. There is like the destruction of stained glass windows and works of art in cathedrals because many people perhaps wrongly concluded that those things represented graven images, yeah. right? Bad images of God. Yeah. Um, now some of that's true, right? Depictions of the father, yeah. you know, reformers have always agreed that's bad. Uh, depictions of Jesus, people are more split on, but, um, it's, it seemed like there was a strain of the Reformation that said no images at all, no art. Yeah. Everything you do must be Christian, uh, explicitly, you know what I mean, Switchfoot, uh, other bands <laughs> like them, you don't cut it, you know what I mean? And like not that they're like the pinnacle of Christian art, but, you know, um, all, all those things. Um, and some people might be tempted to say social media is the same way, right? It's not explicitly Christian unless you're po- posting Bible verses and sermons, um, you know what I mean, and only following like, reformed thug life, you know, your, your, your Instagram's going to hell. So tell us a little bit about how we can use these things creatively and reflect God's image through creativity um, and for, you know, just general evangelism. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I, I like it kind of doing, going back to the art theme, you know, um, my, what, what a friend of mine is a professional artist and he makes his living as a visual artist and he's a Christian. And he said this interesting thing to me. He said, you know, Michelangelo is like one of the most effective evangelists in history mm. because every year people walk through the Sistine Chapel and millions of people walk through the Sistine Chapel and they see this beautiful moving, you know, depiction of the relationship of God and human beings, you know, and they kind of get a taste of the beauty of the gospel, essentially. Um, and I think there's something to that, you know, like like the the kind of like, art that that Michelangelo or other of the Renaissance and and earlier uh, artists, you know, produced, um, you know, was very religiously motivated and same in music, like with Bach, uh, for instance, Um, we won't go into that, but uh, so the same way, like uh, in the same way on like social media and Instagram, right? Like these are, these are tools, right? And these tools aren't necessarily, um, you know, bad, inherently bad uh, in and of themselves. Um, So for instance, like, you know, you don't have to be on social media as a Christian and kind of like, here's my favorite Bible verse of the day. You can do that totally, you know, like if you want to, you know, like personally, I don't um, all the time. Uh, and, um, but, you know, like showing like, hey, you know, like my, you know, fiance of, you know, and I like went out and like did this thing and we really enjoyed it or something like that. Like, like portraying a healthy relationship, hmm. you know, that we have, you know, showing, showing those values. Um, you know, if you have a family, you know, like, like, uh, you know, posting videos or posting images or posting, um, you know, words of affirmation that, uh, you know, kind of uh, portray the values of like Christian love and marriage. And, mm. um, you know, it can be a tool to like, you don't have to like explicitly do that either. Just by showing 
you know, by posting images on Instagram, posting uh, uh, images or posts on Facebook, other, other social media outlets where you are um, showing people that like, look, I'm not interested in posting about, um, you know, my, my new like workout regimen and like how like fit I am now or something like that, you know, like look, look, at, look at my pecs, look at my pecs or something, you know, uh, you know, but by, but you know, you're not interested in doing that because why, because you don't, you never posted that at all. You know, all of your posts are posts about, uh, you know, these good, wholesome things that you've done that you've enjoyed that you want to share with other people because there are people on there that like care about you and you want to share their yeah. life with them and they want to share their life with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, and people can look at that and, you know, hopefully what they see there is that, you know, there's something different about this guy or this girl, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that I think in some ways that's the best we can hope for. I think from social media, you know, is people yeah. can see that there's, there's something different about this account here where the, the person posting that stuff is a Christian and there's something different about but from this account over here where someone's not a Christian and who's involved in like a materialistic kind of lifestyle. Um, and I think there's a bit of uh, a way to be kind of salt and light, so to speak, like mm. on social media in that respect without having to like be overbearing per se, you know, um, yeah. in terms of like, you know, which is, it's not bad to obviously post those things, but, but there's a way to do that without, um, without it feeling like forced. I think sometimes people who go on as Christians and, and, only ever post, you know, like, you know, uh, like Bible verses and like commentary on like social events from a Christian perspective and stuff like that. That stuff is good, but sometimes it can come across as like preachy in a bad way that turns people off, I think. Yeah. Like everyone was waiting to hear my take on this issue. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it almost becomes, it almost becomes another version of the kind of problem that we've been talking about with Instagram where people just want to self-promote. And so yeah. it's, really, it's really easy, even if that comes from a good place, right, where you think I have something that's valuable and important to say on this issue, you know, because I think people would be getting it wrong. Um, sometimes that can come across as, you know, uh, look at me and my great idea. Or something yeah. like that. And you may be wrong. You may have a bad take on this issue. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. may, we may not want to hear your opinion. Totally. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, guys, kind of as a kind of to try to do what we were just talking about to properly use technology slash uh, social media, I guess podcast, you know, we're using social media to get our podcast out. We're hoping, um, we hope our total of zero listeners, maybe by the time this one drops, there will be more of you um, can help us kick this around, uh, you know, kick it around, help us promote it. So we don't have to self promote because we've mm. locked that door and well, you just away. self-promoted though. So. Dang it. Ah. <laughs> Guys, you see, you know what? I, Help me God here. I stand. Cancel the podcast. God, you know, we're done guys. We're, <laughs> we're trying. Yeah. Um, in that vein, in that spirit, let's use this in a positive way. I asked you guys before the podcast to think of one form of media that you've consumed in the last week, whether it be book, podcast, movie, TV show, um, or a musical artist or composer. Um, and, uh, Tell us, tell us one form of media you consumed, who it is, who, who did it, why you liked it, um, where we can find it maybe, um, and one quick takeaway. Um, we'll just do this for like three minutes and then wrap yeah. it up. Well, I mean, I, I, went, I went off the top of my head, so my, my fiance and I are going through like premarital counseling, but we've, we've also been reading Timothy Keller's um, The Secret of Marriage. Uh, you know, um, meaning of marriage. Well, meaning of marriage, not secret of marriage. Fake uh, fan. 
Yeah. Tim, Ooh. Tim, Tim, we know you're listening. Wait, Austin, ah. you know that, that Tim Keller released a book called The Secret of Marriage? <laughs> yeah, you oh, know that. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> I didn't know. You're a poser. Uh, you Tim, haven't been following that on Instagram enough. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Hey, you know what? You know who has a good example of an Instagram? Go figure, boys. Tim Keller. Tim he actually has... He has like the right amount of like, hey, here's a tool that you can use to evangelize your neighbor. And then the next picture is like, here's my five-year-old grandson putting Mickey Mouse glasses on me and telling me to wear them up to like a conference, you know, like the yeah. right, the right, it like, and you can tell like there was not a lot of time spent on picking the filter and or getting the shot to be very clear. They're like kind of blurry grandpa photos, which I, <laughs> I think is endearing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, so. They're yeah. not like these well-crafted like speaking photos. Yeah. Um, I love it. Goodness. But yeah, so so the meaning of marriage uh, by Timothy Keller. Um, you can find it on Amazon, like most places. It's it's a really popular it's a popular book. Um, yeah, we're only we're only a few chapters in, so I I guess the big takeaway for us is just like you know having a very well thought, well informed uh, Christian view on marriage um, and what that looks like. That I think avoids kind of the pitfall of getting too much into like what are the gender roles and like, you know, what does that look like? There's not a huge emphasis on that, which I like um, because I have particular views on that, that, uh, and um, (laughs) you know, but, but that really gets to like the heart of of marriage as submission to one another in the spirit of Christ, you know, living uh, um, in a community with another person um, uh, and, or in this case, my fiance um, and uh, you know, supporting her, um, and seeking her best um, as she sees fine as we both look hmm. to Jesus. So I think I think it's a fantastic. Um, I, I would recommend it to people who are single, to people who are you know already married, to people who haven't read it, people who are it's considering getting married. It's, it's appropriate, I think, for anyone who ever thinks that they're going to get married um, or who just wants a, an interesting perspective um, and very I think you know Christ-informed perspective on uh, marriage. Nice. Well. All I do is read, so I'll also recommend a book. <laughs> you guys, what are you? What yeah. are you guys trying to be scholars or something? Uh, Get out of here! Something like that. So I've been thinking over the past couple of weeks about theology and art, the relation between the two, and I reread this book by Stephen Guthrie. He's a professor professor at at Belmont University in Nashville. Spell uh, that name for us. It's Stephen with a V. Oh. Ooh. And and then, and then, not like how white white people pronounce Stephen Curry. Exactly. Stephen Curry guy is a really solid basketball player. Exactly. (laughs) And then Guthrie is G U T H R I E. And the book's called Creator Spirit, the Mm. Holy Spirit, and the Art of Becoming Human. And what he's doing in the book is examining kind of the, the conception that we hit on last week about spirituality and how people talk about art um, as invoking um, or closely linked to like a, a, a spiritual, um, you know, it has spiritual connotations. And so what Guthrie does is, is frames, art in light of um, a Christian pneumatology. Um, so capital S spiritual, um, mm. meaning related to the Holy Spirit and, and talks about art as uh, a form of expressing our humanity 
in relation to the spirit's work, which he says is making us truly human. Mm. And, and when we, when we lash out against our humanity and sin, remaking us in, in, into the, the humans we were, we were meant to be. Mm. That's good. What about you, Austin? Um, yes. Uh, so I actually came across a, an album in my Spotify. I can't remember why I saved this album. Um, I, I, for the life of me, can't remember who recommended it or when I, um, found them, but, uh, it's a band called Cool Hand Luke. Um, and I had no idea what this was. I just hit play on it. Um, wanted to listen to it while I worked out. And I, so I hear the first song and I hear a few vague spiritual um, illusions in there, like biblical illusions. Play the second song. I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of like Christian thematic. Play the third song. And I'm like, okay, these guys like know their way around a Bible. Like what is going on? Um, they sort of have a sound um, similar to like an early mid 2000s Radiohead a little bit. Um, not quite as weird, but um, kind of laid back, um, alternative synth a little bit, but um, really cool listen. Um, they have some really challenging lyrics in there and um, just a, a really cool example on what you guys kind of talked about, which is the beauty of putting theology in a in a gorgeous set. You know what I mean? Taking, if you picture the theology like a diamond, the idea of art is that you're creating this beautiful setting that people can see it in. Um, that both accentuates it, but that the set itself um, is beautiful as well. And so um, it was a really cool piece. I listened to it while I was working out, um, doing some high interval training, and it kept like a nice level um, for me not to like roid out uh, too hard. Uh, but I also listened to it on my drive and um, was just kind of picking apart the different lyrics and the themes throughout the album. And um, so Cool Hand Luke, their latest album is called Cora, C-O-R-A. Um, and I don't know what that's a reference to, but it's very interesting. Um, if you're looking for something good to listen to while you're studying or have a long drive, um, totally would recommend it. Uh, look them up. They are some pretty cool guys. Um, they are believers, um, but they're creating art that I think is not, uh, not, uh, positive and encouraging necessarily if you catch subtle dig, but, mm. uh, but is actually just informed by God's word, but is not like preachy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's just beauty. Um, so very Tolkien-esque, um, which I like. So, yeah, that's that. And then, of course, uh, guys, I listened to this new podcast last week. Um, it was really good. Oh? Uh, yeah, these three strapping gentlemen are doing a podcast on life and the Christian religion, and they have an Instagram called at Will Actually Podcast. Um, Wait, we're on Instagram? I'm on guys, Instagram? You're, Matt, <laughs> Matt, your name is on Instagram. You're there. So here's what I need you to do, okay? Do you have your notebook and pen? Yeah. Make a clicking sound so our listeners know. <laughs> That's the click. Write this down. Self-promote. Uh, All right. That's it. Okay. That's your homework. Just okay. go home and... <laughs> what is... Wait, wait. What's the phrase that parents tell their kids to do? Advocate for yourself. Oh, yeah. we didn't even get to it, but it's, it's such a great phrase. I'm going to advocate for myself. Sardonic seagull. Um, guys, any other thoughts before we conclude? See you next week, I guess. Ooh, mm. anticipation builds. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we will see you next week. Um, by the time this drops, we're, we're hoping to get this out to some people. If you enjoy this podcast, enjoy what we do, 
Um, find it interesting. Um, if anything we say uh, offends you or challenges you, uh, reach out to us. We would like to know um, about some different like thoughts or questions or topics um, that people find interesting. Um, we riff about stuff that kind of comes to our minds, but we want to continue to build a, a thoughtful community to discuss life and uh, Christian theology. So until next time, um, sayonara. Thank <music> you.